Welcome to If Numbers Could Talk. My name is Keelan. If Numbers Could Talk is a part of the Thinkering Group. You can find us over at thinkering.space. You can also find at Thinkering Space the Thinkering Talks podcast, the ExoFathom podcast, along with the Plank Talks with Joe. When you get a chance, please check out our merchandise. We have merchandise on our website, thinkering.space, as well as merchandise at teespring.com slash thinkeringshop. Please visit, grab a t-shirt, grab a mug. We'll appreciate it. And when you do, feel free to let us know that you've decided to become a member of any of our fan clubs. Today's episode of If Numbers Could Talk it's going to be based on it's going to be NBA based for sure and most importantly it's going to be based not on competition but just on recognition today today's episode is solely about recognizing the additions that have come from around the world and then what is called the National Basketball Association but at this point we may want to start calling it the International Players Association or the International Basketball Association. Continue with me through this episode and I'll explain why. So you look all the way back to 1947. That's right, guys. I'm jumping straight into it today. We look all the way back to 1947 when you had the very first international player come into the NBA. His name was Hank Biasati. Hank Biasati was born in Italy and raised in Canada and came to play in the NBA in 1946. Now, the first non-American player drafted into the NBA was in 1947, an Asian American by the name of Wataru Misaka. In 1950, you had the first African-American that played in the NBA, who was Earl Lloyd. You had the first African-American drafted, whose name was Chuck Cooper. And then you had the first African-American to sign an NBA contract, which was also in 1950. His name is Harold Hunter. Now, I begin there to to simply explain basketball has not been around for uh, 100 years yet. And from about the jump of the NBA itself, from the ABA to the NBA uh, coming together, You kind of just saw it all come from around the world and and it just meshed really well. Um, We see today in 2020 how well it has meshed. And I will be able to show you through some of these numbers also how well it has meshed. But first, I'd like to just rattle off a couple of names to get you familiar with some guys that you already know. Some guys you may not have been aware of are uh, international players or foreign born players. And I'm not going to get too long of a list. I have about 14 or 15 on this list. Come with me. So, of course, the very first person I am going to name is noted as the greatest international player to ever play. If you look at the numbers, there's nothing for you to argue. Uh, Everyone has their favorite international player. And for most people, that is Dirk Nowitzki. But the greatest international player on paper, no matter about your emotions, on paper has two 20,000 points, excuse me, has scored, I mean, has scored 20,000 points, has grabbed 10,000 rebounds, has 3,000 assists, 2,000 steals, and 3,000 blocks or more in each of those categories. 
That player's name is Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon goes down in history as the greatest international player to ever do it. At seven foot, he could shoot, he could handle, he could pass, he could defend. And you know he could get into that paint and get busy with you. Now, that is no discount to any of the other players as we go down this list. Dirk Nowitzki. Also, if you ask me, number two or 1A, 1B, Hakeem and Dirk. Arvidas Sabonis, who did not play into the NBA, in the NBA until he was 30. And I think of the impact he had and how much we know about Arvidas. Um, he goes down in, I say, top 20 big men of all time. And he didn't play here until he was 30. Imagine if we had a 25-year-old Arvidas Sabonis playing in the NBA. Could have been a whole different legacy for him. <clears throat> also, his son's in the NBA today. Steve Nash. Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, Drazen Petrovic, Yao Ming, Peja Stoyakovic, Hidu Turkulu, Dikembe Matumbo, Paul and Mark Gasol, or Pau and Mark Gasol, Pau, Paul and Mark Gasol, Rick Fox, that's right, Rick Fox. All of the Antetokounmpo brothers, Antetokounmpo brothers. I like to try to make sure I'm enunciating. My name is Keelan. People get that wrong very often. So I, tr I, I like to make an effort. Um, and I want to say there are three Antetokounmpo's altogether. Uh, Giannis, Thanasis, and Kostas. Oh, thought I wasn't going to get it, didn't you? And... Of course, another drafted player as of recent we have is Luka Doncic. Now, again, I'm not naming all of the players that were drafted that are international born players, just some of the notable names that will make you remember, that will show you how many international players there are altogether. <clears throat> now, there are a couple of players who were born overseas. However, they are not considered international players. Maybe they were born um, in the uh, territories that like uh, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. Um, maybe they were born uh, on an installation, a military installation. Patrick Ewing was born in Jamaica. Dominique Wilkins was born in France. However, both of them are considered American citizens. So that just lays a scale for you of understanding that there are a group of players that are a uh, 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 foreign descent, but are still considered American nationality. There are a group of players who are American nationality. However, they were born in other countries and they are considered international players. Uh, there are a few situations where the player gets to choose whether or not they're going to represent uh, the USA or they're going to represent the country in which they are a national of. Um, I don't think everyone gets that option, but there are a select group of guys who have made the decision to play for their home country, even though they are American nationals and vice versa. <clears throat> now, with that, I'm going to jump diving straight into when the spike came as far as international player involvement in the NBA. So, again, this episode is called the International Players Association. Self-explanatory if you ask me. But here, let me give you a couple more numbers and some more information so you understand why. In 1992, there were 23 international players in the NBA. 
and there were 18 countries being represented. At that time, there were only countries being represented, no territories as of yet. Jump forward, 2010 and 2012, both tied for the maximum of the most, excuse me, the highest number of international players that are on opening night NBA rosters. I thought that was pretty impressive that 2010, oh, excuse me, 2010-11, yes, 2010-11 and 2012-13 seasons tied for that on opening night. Jump forward to 2017, from 1992, 23 players in 18 countries. In 2017, 113 international players, 41 countries and or territories represented in the NBA. <clears throat> in 2018, 108 international players and 42 international countries and or territories are represented through players in the NBA. Keep in mind that in 2013, the Spurs set a record. That record was for the most international players on an active roster on opening night. That was 10 active international players in the year of 2013 on the San Antonio Spurs team. <clears throat> now, to our most recent season we go. If you look and you dive not too deep, but just a little bit, you find out that the years, I wouldn't say it's become stagnant, but it's it's understood now. You know, it's highly understood that there are a large number of international players in the NBA. Keeping in mind that there are about 400 some odd jobs in the NBA every year. Uh, could be a little more. Uh, I, I'm, I know there's injured reserve players. There's your D League, G League players, excuse me. Um, I don't know if you would consider a practice, the practice team guys uh, NBA players, but they are definitely NBA prospects, right? So I think of those guys as well. Like this num these numbers are definitely higher because of the amount of players that are around and associated with the NBA and involved in the work, the amount of uh, teammates to the organizations, I'll say, uh, that don't go noted. Some of them, and that's not a slight towards them nor the organization, but some people's roles um, aren't to put on that jersey and all of us to know their name. So I, I believe that there are more than 108 international players that were in the NBA in general, but active, 108 active NBA players in the 2019-2020 season, 38 countries were represented. Now, as of 2019, the beginning of 2019-2020 season, 108 players has been noted to uh, has been noted four times since 1994 to occur in the NBA as international players. 108 players, international players has occurred four times in the NBA since the year of 1994-1995 season. Now, keeping in mind that also in 2019, we for the first time had the most non-U.S. draft picks coming in, or excuse me, non-U.S. players coming in from one country, that would be Canada. That would be Canada, most active players for a non-U.S. country. And that number is 16. <clears throat> now, for the most previous season, the season that just passed us, let's go over from which countries had the most and the least 
Players International. We have here um, Canada has 16 players. Australia, for um, excuse me, let me make this clear. For the draft, for the draft, players drafted, players drafted. There were six, six Canadian players drafted, which is a new record. The most recent, the most previous record or the uh, current record was set by France. France had five players come out of France in 2016. This year in 2019, there were six to come, or excuse me, the most previous year, 2019, there were six to come out of Canada. Now, again, we had 16 players in the top teams, the top, top, top. We had 16 players out of Canada, nine players out of Australia, eight players out of France, seven from Croatia, and six from Serbia. You also have, can add that there were five, excuse me, 10 teams, at least 10 teams with at least five international players on them. So not counting Canada, Australia, France, Croatia, Serbia, there were 10 teams altogether that had at least five players outside of those players we already named from those other countries. Um, I think that in itself is, again, interesting. It's just these numbers are, are uh, at first I was getting, I'm not going to lie, when I was doing the research, I was getting a little confused. I'm like, wait, there's so many players, but these numbers don't seem like there's this many players. But again, you have to consider your uh, G League players. You have to consider your players that are not active because of injury. These players that are here, these are just the amount of players that are in the NBA that come from international backgrounds. And I don't think, and I, but and if I'm being clear, I think the same thing when it comes to music and different levels of talent. I think that if nationality uh, was understood, we would also be able to look at maybe certain regions are developing different types of athletes. You go, if you go, if you're just in the United States alone and you go to different states, you go to different parts of your city, People play differently. So I am really, 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 really interested to see as time goes, um, especially with uh, the NBA introducing uh, basketball without borders. With basketball without borders, I am really interested to see if there becomes um, like a regional style of play. Like, you know, if a guy's coming from uh, Europe, he has a better jumper or his handles or something like that will be just a little bit better. And I think that is kind of a thing already. But I mean, this is going to become a niche type of a deal where uh, you'll have your Hakeem Olajuwans coming out of a certain region in Africa. And then out of a different region in Africa, you'll have uh, more of your uh, Dumboyas, you know, Sekou Dumboya, who is just and just a major athlete. Um, and even your the Canadian players, if you ask me, the Canadian players are pretty well-rounded. They have a little athleticism, a little spurt. And, and their athleticism, uh, if I'm being honest, I see it more of a lateral athleticism for Canadians versus a vertical athleticism. And some people misunderstand that. In the game of basketball, I think lateral, um, just lateral ability in general in basketball supersedes a lot of things, including occasionally, if you have the strength, that vertical ability of someone else. If you can slide in front of them and cut them off how are they gonna move forward to lift it's not a thing 
Look at me getting all analytical on you. So when we think about 108 international players for the 2019-2020 season, we can't just throw that season away. We can't forget that there was the NBA bubble or um, as some people or as they were calling it, the return season. But, you know, the NBA bubble, we know what it was called. Now, in the bubble, you had a total of 89 international players representing 34 countries in the bubble. So let's not believe or think that because the league was dwindled down, some guys weren't able to participate over 60 percent of the international players were still able to play or were still playing when the bubble came back or when uh, the season returned. That again says that we have to pay more attention to the level of involvement from the international players, because I think some of them don't get the credit that they're due. For example, we have the basketball without borders and basketball without borders in 2019, 2020 season had a total of 30 basketball without borders, previous campers. When I say previous campers, let me give you an example. Mark Gasol was a basketball without borders camper in 2003. It's 2020. Mark Gasol is 35, I believe. Joel Embiid was a basketball without borders camper in 2011. It is now 2020, nine years later, or I think he got drafted in 2013. So seven, eight years later, here we are. Joel Embiid is one of the top talent in the NBA and Mark Gasol on the back end of his career is still a dominant force in the NBA, not, not one to be uh, played with or trifled with. And if you don't believe me, go take a look at our, my gasoline brothers episode, excuse me, take a look at my gasoline brothers episode, episode 16. And that tells you a little more about Mark Gasol and his brother Powell. Now let's just remember in that bubble, there was a champion that, that came out, uh, Phoenix rose from the ashes, so to speak. And on that team, there was only one international player, international born player enlisted to be an international player. When I say that, it is one of the Antetokounmpo brothers. Only one foreign player made it to the NBA final. Well, excuse me, got a ring this season. Now, keeping in mind that had the Miami Heat been uh victorious instead of the los angeles lakers there would have been three i believe maybe even four um international players that were given rings this season that would make for a little more decent or excuse me a little more uh exciting and notable of an episode because i would be able to go into their careers a little however the one foreign player the Antetokounmpo brother who got a ring playing with the los angeles lakers was on a two-way contract as well so Within that, most people probably didn't even know he was there. I knew he was there because when he did get some burn, he showed some really great, great talent. And I hope we were able to keep up with him. Take all that emotion. I'm not editing it out. Ha, 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 ha. And let's move into our next category. Now, from the beginning of the international player reign, 1947, all the way until today, 2020 let's go over the amount of players that have come from each country and how many of those countries we have so here we have canada who has which has produced 49 nba players altogether france has produced 33 nba players 
Serbia has produced 31 NBA players. Croatia has produced 22 NBA players. Australia has produced 25 NBA players. And Nigeria has produced 21 NBA players. Now I'm going to take a break there. So we have Canada, France, Serbia, Croatia, Australia, and Nigeria. All of these countries have produced 21 or more basketball players that have come to the United States and played in the NBA. Six countries have had 20 or more players in the NBA. All other countries have not had that amount, but regionally, there are regions that surpass. Before I get to those numbers under 20, let's talk about those regions. Now, forgive me for anyone who uh, has to go look at a map to understand some of the demographic in which I'm about to name. These regions are old Yugoslavia or former Yugoslavia and former Soviet Union. Um, they comprise about 13 countries or 13 uh, unions or I believe it's 13 countries. I'm not exactly sure how the uh, territories are named on that side. And I simply just don't want to be disrespectful and just like, oh, those places over there. I wouldn't like if someone did that to my home. So Yukos uh, former Yugoslavia has produced 84 NBA players. The region formerly known as Yugoslavia has produced 84 NBA players altogether. And the region formerly known as the Soviet Union has produced 53 NBA players altogether. 53 NBA players altogether. Now, right there, you see and you understand that boxing and fighting isn't the only thing that goes on over there, right? It's about dedication. It's about heart. It's about hard work. I'm a firm believer in that. And these numbers, 84 from one side and 53 from the other side, I am only interested in what those, uh, if there is, what does the um, civil basketball game go for? Like, what, is, what are those games like? When they face off, do the two sides face off? Do they have a friendly match? Again, I'm not sure. I'm only speaking from what I see we do here. You know, we have one side over here and one side over here. They're considered rivals, and they put them in a game versus one another occasionally. Um, forgive me if that is disrespectful to anyone. Again, that is not my intent. Moving to the countries that have 20 or less, 20 or less, and this is in no particular order. As you'll see, some of these numbers will be smaller than others. New Zealand has produced three NBA players. Brazil has produced 17 NBA players. Japan has produced five NBA players. China has produced six NBA players. Senegal has produced 12 NBA players, while Puerto Rico has produced 15 NBA players. Now, again, keeping in mind, Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. However, however, doesn't change anything. So again, it only, uh, uh, excuse me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not the best with demographics. So if I'm, if I'm getting some countries mixed up here um, with some of my explanations as to where they are on the map, help me out. Um, but again, that is not one of those places where you're you're still kind of considered an American citizen, seeing as how that is a territory of. So from there, we have Lebanon, which has four players altogether. 
12 players have come from Argentina, which was mind-blowing to me, considering Argentina is usually one of the top competitors in the uh, international games. But Argentina has only produced 12 NBA players, which uh, for me, Brazil, Russia, Argentina, um, even Turkey, they have always had some teams that compete in the games. And that says that a lot of guys, you know, it's more about country for some people. It's not always about the money. It's not always about the money. Um, so, yes, Argentina has produced 12 NBA players, while Russia has produced 13 NBA players. Turkey has produced 12 NBA players, and the country of Georgia has produced 10 total NBA players from the beginning of the international player uh, induction, which was 1947. And again, that name, that gentleman's name was Hank Biasati. So my question to you guys out there, all of those tuning in, all of those uh, who are going to, who are in on the playbacks. When you hear about all of these international players, how many of them, how many players in your top 10 are international born players? I would love to know when I stopped and I did my list, I want to say about four of my top uh, NBA players of all time, four of my top NBA players of all time are international born players. Um, and, and it could actually be around five or six, but I know for, cause I'm, and I'll explain, I'm not quite sure um, where Kobe falls on that chart. I don't think he was in He was born here, but he was raised or he was lived in Italy for a while. Um, so I'm not quite sure about that. But my off the top of my head, I know for a fact Dirk Nowitzki. Um, you have um, I had him on the tip of my tongue. No joke. <laughs> you have Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, and you have Hakeem Olajuwon, all foreign-born players in my top ten. Manu Ginobili is not in my top ten. Um, Drazen Petrovic is not in my top ten. Um, Dominique Wilkins is not in my top ten, and also is not considered a foreign-born player. I just found that out in this research. I always used uh, I always used to mess with people and explain to them like, no, that guy was born in France. His name is Jacques Dominique Wilkins. And so, <laughs> you know, it just those are things, facts that I already knew and I utilized in different discussions when I was younger. However, learning today that he is not considered an international born player because he spent the majority of his life here. I thought that was interesting. But keeping in mind, again. When you stop and you look at your top 10, think to yourself, how many of those players are international players? There's nothing wrong with that. All 10 of them may be international players were seven, maybe international players. I know everybody has at least three of the same people in their top 10. Well, except for one person I met, but that's another conversation. I like to have these discussions with you guys. I would love for you guys to jump on over, um, have a new email for you guys. You can hit us up at ifnumberscouldtalk at gmail.com. Drop a comment, drop some suggestions. We're still over at thinkering.space as well. Hit, uh, give us some suggestions as far as the website and what you guys would like to see us do at dive at thinkering.space. And remember to take care of yourself, take care of those you love, and have a little bit of fun. I know we've all been kind of stuck doing things that maybe we don't want to do, like sitting in the house a little bit more. It's tough times in 2020. But it's not the worst of times. Love yourself. Love those around you. Have a good night.